Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast. At Evolution, we're committed to helping people and Nordics tech organisations realise their potential. Our goal is to develop deep relationships with individuals, building trust to make doing business easier. I'm Georgia from Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and today I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Rafika Idemucha at um, Ericsson, who's the engineering manager. I've got Bassam Gamal, who's engineering manager at Sint. And then I've got Danish Kanerjia, uh, who's the group product manager at Delivery Hero, to discuss engineering the transition, product to leader, episode two. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. I'd like to know who you are, what you do, and what your biggest passion is currently. Bassam, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, absolutely. So... I'm Bassam. I've been working in engineering for like more than 10 years around the world. I work in different countries. I started, took it early from being an engineer and I've been into um, engineering leadership for like five years now. Um, outside of work, uh, my sins are travel and uh, free diving. And yeah, that's how I spend my time. So <laughs> yeah, uh, give it back to you, Georgia. Yeah. Perfect. Um Rafika, tell us about yourself. Yes, hi, my name is uh, Rafika Idamutia, and I'm currently working as engineering manager at Ericsson. Um, I have uh, two teams uh, in my group, and uh, we're working with the cloud native platform. So I have been working um, in telecommunication industry since uh, 2011. Um, yeah, in my free time, um, I like to cook, I like to bake, uh, I like to just, you know, watching Netflix and uh, not doing anything. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm interested uh, in like meeting new people, traveling, like learning a new culture. So very excited to be here and uh, meet you guys. And Dinesh, last but not least. Hey, thank you, Georgia. First of all, it's truly a pleasure to be here among uh, such great people and thank you so much for the for inviting me for this podcast uh, i'm danish kanojia i'm currently working with delivery hero within their fintech domain as a group product manager uh, a quick fact about me like i never studied computers in my school and i always wanted to be like a chartered accountant but somehow i you know i came into this computers uh, world i started my graduation post graduation in computers and then started working as a software engineer and then slowly and gradually, I transitioned into a product manager role. So in my free time, I like to do a lot of things. I, I'm, I always juggle in choosing between what to do, but I like to sing. I like to play guitar. Uh, but these days, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more uh, passionate towards my fitness. So I read a lot about fitness. I try to do stay active as much as I can. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, a Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast.
Great. Now that we've um, established a context to each of you, let's move on to the topic in focus. You all have a question or a statement on engineering the transition, coder to leader. As usual, I'll work around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons behind it. Each of you will have the opportunity to give your take on the situation. Let's start with Dinesh. Um, I've got your question, which was, what is the one skill you would advise to keep practicing in the journey from coder to leader? A skill which is highly valued, but once you are a leader, you won't get much time to practice it. Where does this question come from? Thanks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when, when you asked us to, you know, come up with the question, I was always, always thinking that what is that one challenge that I face personally and I see, you know, people around me are facing is that sometimes we are not very close to our team. Sometimes we are not working deeply uh, with our team. It's because, you know, uh, I mean, of course, leadership is incredibly rewarding, but it sometimes creates a gap between the the on the ground skill set and where we currently are. And then, of course, it requires us to be more into decision making and strategic involvement. But the key aspect of the technical problem solving, sometimes we miss out on that. So I personally feel that, you know, I might have not practiced that over the last couple of years, but the numerous number of hours that I spent initially while I was working as a developer, even now helps me quite a lot in, you know, being a part of the actual technical problem solving, uh, you know, sessions with my team and commenting on how we can solve an issue, bug understanding. So I think that's, that's the background of it. That's why I feel that, you know, I should, I should raise this here in this forum and understand that what is that one skill they see that if they would have practiced well over the last couple of years, or even we can say that, you know, they might have spent a lot of time uh, during their engineering or developer, uh, you know, uh, during the developer time in their professional career, they might have, uh, they can, they can do well, or they are, they are the, you know, they're doing well because of that skill. So what is that one skill? You, you only get to choose one, by the way. And Rafika, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, uh, I'm thinking, um, yeah, this is quite a tricky question because, like, uh, like, uh, what what is the skill that uh, you don't have time to keep on practicing? And like, uh, coming from uh, as mentioned, like coming from a developer background, like, uh, like I could lot when I was working as a software developer, and now like uh, I'm moving more into the management roles. Like, uh, um, I don't code anymore, so uh, I think. Uh, that is one thing like um that i kind of miss like uh like you, you know like because like during my time like i usually code like with c c++ and java and i think now like uh what is the like the trend in the programming language probably like python or um yeah like uh, golang or something um but uh yeah i like i i don't have that skills now because like uh of course like probably like in my free time i could uh, still doing it but uh yeah it's just i i don't have the i don't have much of that free time to to keep on like uh, my skills in in that uh, coding rules and i think um probably uh, it's okay too because like uh, now what I'm looking is that like uh, I want to focus on the roles that I have now and like um, then yeah, I, I'm, I'm in my free time now more I'm looking or learning the skills that I needed for my current role. So, yeah. And what would you say some of those skills that you're having to learn now are? 
yes, I think um, it's always like a continuous learning. And uh, one thing is, um, like as a leader, you need to think strategically and you need to like uh, looking into like a bigger picture, like, uh, you know, look at the vision or what, like how the roadmap looks like and think more strategically. Because I think as a leader, uh, your job is to make it easier for other people, for your team, for your developers. So like uh, probably like sometimes it's uh, the the work that is uh, not really seen, but like uh, the work as a leader is actually like clear the path so that the the developer the team like uh, can can do their work better so that is the skills that I'm trying uh, always like keep on learning like um, what is it that I need to make sure that the team like uh, always motivated always uh, like uh, doing a good performance and um, at the same time like how do we reach uh, the strategy that is already set uh, by the company. Amazing. And Bassam, what what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's a really hard challenge. Like, um, yeah, I I mean, you you want to keep up with uh, people around you when you switch to management and uh, you have to keep up with your guys. You have to be able to uh, maintain, uh, like, understanding the conversations with help of your previous knowledge, like maybe you have a, a lot of years of engineering, so it's easy to speak, but then it gets harder to uh, follow uh, with new solutioning and designs and new technologies. Like how would you keep up knowing about uh, new cloud services and new other things that show up? So um, so yeah, this is a challenge. Like uh, maybe, maybe at a certain point, uh, you have to let it go and just trust your guys with doing this kind of, okay, guys, I trust you with solutioning. It's not what I'm supposed to do, but also it's, it's fun to uh, like put some time to be up to date. You don't need to be up to date like in details, like maybe you're not going to do the solutioning, but at least you will be able to keep the conversation going. So yeah, it's, it's one of the challenges, how, how to keep the balance. I, I completely agree. Like, you know, what Rafik, Rafika and uh, Bassam mentioned, like, you know, clearing the path for the team and trusting them with the solution. It's absolutely, absolutely crucial. For the listeners, I just have, you know, uh, you know the, the reason why I asked this question, the, for the listeners, I have just one advice is that if you are currently into the development role, I would request to start developing a habit of, you know, reading and understanding more of the tech, what you're doing instead of, you know, maybe focusing more on be getting into develop uh, the leadership role. I mean, that's absolutely necessary. Those soft skills and those broader vision is absolutely fine. But if you have a habit of honing the current tech skills that you have and, you know, sharpening those skills every day, just create a habit so that that habit remains with you when you become a leader would be, would be absolutely, absolutely beneficial for your growth into the leadership role. Yeah. Perfect. And, um, Rafika, have you got anything more to add to that? Yes, um, no, uh, just to follow up on uh, what Danish said, I think uh, one of the uh, good things that we have this technical background and now we become a leader, it's more uh, we could understand better, like if there's any problem, if there's any, um, y- you know, like uh, how how to, like, uh, 
how to make a better solution or like uh, how we move forward, like uh, with the technical background that we have, um, I, I think uh, it definitely will help uh, better um, for our teams. Brilliant. And um, Bassam, um, I, I've got your question as well. So what is the difference in mindset be- between being an engineer and a leader? Um, tell me where that question comes from. Yeah, and no, this this is one of the biggest challenges when you like um, been an engineer for a very long time, and now you start to go to leadership roles, and especially if you don't uh, if you don't have guidance like from some previous engineer who have been in the same journey and uh, how really to take steps uh, to do this. So yeah, it's it's very very different mentalities. Uh, like being an engineer is just uh, Focus on your thing. You have a lot of time chunks to uh, get deep into work and debug and do things and deliver nice features and stuff like that. But then on the other hand, uh, being uh, in leadership or engineering management, uh, you have to switch context a lot. And uh, you don't have this huge chunk of times. Um, so you can't like fix every problem yourself. Like You don't have this luxury. Um, but more, uh, you have a more luxurious thing, which is enabling uh, other people to solve a lot of more problems. So, yeah, I think it's one of the biggest challenges, uh, uh when engineers start to switch to leadership roles. And I, I read also about, uh, like some big companies who have, uh, like mentors and also, uh, like documentation. How, how should you go through this journey? How can you test it? Maybe like, oh, I I tested and then oh, I don't like engineering management. I want to go back to be an engineer. I just focus on solving problems. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a great question, Basam. And I, I, I really like the way you approached it. And that's absolutely right that, uh, you know, that is the, this mindset is basically one of the biggest challenges that the leaders face, like initially during their early days. I would like to just answer this, you know, maybe in three or four sharp points. One is, as you already covered it very well, that, you know, the focus is on the task, whereas the leader's focus is on the people, right? They have always been, the our developers have always been individual contributor. They always see that instant gratification when the code is successful, deployed, merged, and is live. But when you become a team player and when you start dealing with people, then your perspective has to, you know, be broadened and you need to have that patience to see the success of your people over, you know, quarters or years when you see them growing. So that's, that's one. The other is, you know, obviously working on the soft skills, like we just discussed on, you know, how important is working on your tech skills is, but the soft skills also becomes very, very important. It's not just speaking good language, like, you know, knowing English, German, Swedish, or any specific language, but also ensuring that the communication is clear, like, you know, written, verbal, and even your body language. So those aspects, something that initially I personally, I would say have, have struggled and, you know, a mentor would have really, really helped during that stage of my life. But that's really important to seek mentorship and understand what is the true meaning of, you know, an effective communication. It's not just speaking good English or, uh, you know, speaking a language really well and knowing the vocabulary, but using the right set of words and in the right scenarios strategically is is very very important. 
both verbal and and lastly i think it's it's the risk part of the things you know you, you from your from your problem solving you 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 move into decision making roles right so these are like two different worlds one is where you seek a problem and then you seek a solution out of it and then the one the, the other one is where you make a decision uh, right so it's not solving but it's like to it's basically directing a team to solve the solve in the right direction so that is also something that is is challenging and the risk aversion is something that the developers and our, our coders try to do like even if in our coding language there are exceptions there are try and catch blocks and all so that is like a risk aversion mentality that we do but as leaders we slowly and gradually grow into risk management so that is also something that you know uh, is is a very a radical mindset mindset shift that uh, the developer goes through yes sir yes 100% danish i i totally agree with what you said here and uh, uh yeah it's uh, like listening is really hard it's not like when you switch to leadership you you, you need to listen a lot to to all of your people and stakeholders and stuff like that and understand what people need and what uh, what should you do here and like this is actually a very valid point like uh, leadership is not usually an upgrade like you, you like not every engineer need to be a, a manager it doesn't doesn't need to be like that of course like the more senior you become you have to coach people and lead people anyways but uh, you, not every engineer need to be an engineering manager because if if you're not interested in working with people and listening to problems and switching contexts then yeah so, uh, maybe also you're more engineers are more interested in just uh, solving problems and debugging and building things then yeah you don't it's not mandatory to be there um yeah i agree with that and it's interesting that you mentioned about the listening because uh, i also think about that like uh, Uh, that is one of the thing uh, that you need to do as a leader like uh, you need to listen more and uh, not only like uh, uh, active listening of what people say but also you need to be able to read between the lines like uh, like because probably for some people they will not uh, just uh, say it out loud what they think but you need to you know like uh, read the gesture or like yeah re- read between the lines and also like read the room um in your when you're in a meeting uh that is one thing that uh, you need to have when you're become a leader because when you're a leader like uh, doesn't matter whether you're a uh, engineer manager product manager project manager then like uh, this is one of the things that you need to have and um also as i mentioned earlier um like uh, to be able to see things in more like a helicopter view like uh, you know uh, not like specific what is my task but like uh, how to think about like uh, in a broader perspective in a team level in the company's level um, that is uh, also like a change in the mindset uh, that someone needs to have uh, when they become a leader and um, absolutely absolutely i just would like to like round up this Uh, with one of the things that i heard in another podcast i i'm forgetting the name of the person but uh, like we all are spiderman fan and we have heard that you know with great powers comes great responsibility but to be honest if you see when we transition into the leadership role the other you know the flip side is also true with great responsibility comes great powers too right you know so when when you become uh, a leader 
you actually learn all of this in a, in a in a slowly and gradual way in the most organic way and then you build your own superpower so yeah so always i always like keep this handy with me that with great responsibility also comes great powers amazing thoughts on that um so the next question i have is from rafika so what career path and roles did you actually take before becoming a manager um where where does the idea behind this question come from yeah um so my thinking uh, behind this question is that um probably there are uh, people uh, that is uh, wondering like uh, now they have the technical roles and they would like to switch to the leadership roles and uh, they're kind of uh, stuck okay what role do, should i do next so i think probably like if uh, the three of us can share uh, our experience then it can be like an uh, inspiration for other people um, on uh, moving towards uh, leadership roles and um yeah uh, if i could start uh, like um my own experience uh, as i said i was a developer before <clears throat> Um, working um, with the codes, um, with C, C++, uh, mostly back-end. And uh, I was also involved with the uh, testing. And then um, then I realized, like, uh, okay, like, uh, I have other skills except for from the technical skills that uh, I would like uh, to, to explore more. Um, and uh, I go with the Scrum Master role at the time, like, uh, we... <clears throat> we we were in need of a scrum master and the, uh, the previous scrum master was uh, like a move to another team. So like uh, I, I stepped in uh, as a scrum master. I think it was like a good transition because like I, it's not like hundred percent job. So like uh, I still work uh, as a developer, 50% and 50% trying to like build the team and like um, uh, start to communicate with the different stakeholders and from the scrum master role. then, um, I took a position as a product owner, so it's like a, more in the leadership role, but uh, still technical, even though like I don't code anymore, but still related to the technical fields, so, which I like uh, the balance there. Um, and then after the product owner role, I was also working as a project manager uh, roles, like, uh, you know, then it's more like in the operational side, like uh, keeping the deadline delivery to the customer. And uh, after that, I work as an uh, engineering, engineering manager, which is uh, the position that I'm currently working in. Um, so, yeah, this role is more like uh, taking care of the teams, like uh, in their motivation and make sure that um, the right project is handled by the right people and also the right people like uh, working with the right project like because it's also important uh, to know that uh, the employees is happy with the assignment or, or the task that they are working with so that was my uh, story like uh, how i end up in this current position yeah i mean if i can go next up i would say that that's a really good question that's a great question rafika i would i would definitely appreciate that because uh, you know when i was going through this question i would say that it allowed me to you know ponder on my uh, past and you know retrospect my journey and to all the listeners as well i think it's it's very very important to understand that this this uh, transition from coder to leader is going to be very very dynamic it's it's not going to be an overnight thing that friday you signed off as a coder and monday here you are with the team 
leading a team and you know t- making taking decisions uh, and uh, you know in especially in the engineering side of things like you play a lot of different roles you mentioned you named it uh, some like you know program management project management scrum master there are thin line of differences but uh, it gives you a very broad perspective of you know the management before you actually become a leader speaking about me like you know uh, i'm currently into product management and um, purely a coincidence that you know when i was the in, a developer and I, i really was curious about you know broadening my my impact and contribute to the larger strategic goals of the organization i was curious to understand how the business analysis works right so the business analyst teams and i always loved traveling so the business analyst team of our organization was traveling every month like you know they were uh, once a week they were in barcelona then they're in buenos aires they're somewhere in africa so i always you know fantasized that so i spoke to the business analysis team manager and i gave a short interview and i got selected so that's how i moved into business analysis and then i started loving it because i was then you know working with people more and processes more rather than just systems so you know apart from systems i do miss out uh, you know miss the tools and you know the 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 platforms that i work on because now the tool and the platforms are very different that i work on it's more uh, of communication enabler uh, the tools that i work on but uh, earlier it was you know solving problems and coding and also business analysis is the one role that i did and that gave me a really good perspective of requirements management requirement understanding in general i think psychologically it gave me a perspective of how human communicates right especially the requirements and 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 in a whole software development life cycle you know how the requirement changes and how do you manage that change right so setting the right expectations stakeholder management is something that i really really learned and and in between i was into project management uh product management and then i chose like you know product management very uh you know very strictly that i would stick to that i i i got roles offered into program management and all but product management is something that i i really liked and i i saw the vision of a product manager growing into you know the actual owner of the product and you know the business leader of the product so that's why i i i stick to this a very you know short incident that i would like to share and as rapika mentioned that you know you sometimes are into a position when you're transitioning that you would be sort of forced into a specific uh role or uh, you know a situation where it it would demand more from you just not just a sh- short term perspective but a larger perspective is like when i was in a call you know i just joined this organization as a senior engineer and i was in a call and this project was how my manager my senior manager was having a really heated conversation with the client and uh the client was really asking for some some sort of leadership in this project and he said that who is the project manager for this and my manager like in his all anger just said that tanish is the project manager and from then like that that responsibility just came on me and i was in shock i was looking at my manager and then starting from there i started you know uh, i was like really tensed in the first few meetings with the client and then i started understanding the process i made a few mistakes that's okay but uh, the learning was great so yeah business analysis project product program manager and then into product manager what would you say um the biggest thing is that you've learned from those mistakes ah uh well i think what i loved from those uh mistake and what i liked was that uh i mean in general people are really good i mean i i have a very optimistic view so i think that people are good they have their intentions and their heart at the right place is just that you need to hand you need to know the right time to accept that right do you need to know just the right time when to take a step back 
and stop battling or you know stop pushing back things so that is one thing that i really learned in general uh, you know from the mistake that i made in let's say project communications or you know solutioning or anything so just that take a step back at the right time before it's too late right so understanding that is very important and obviously you know uh, sometimes being aggressive is is uh, important so being aggressive i think is a skill that you need to know but you also need to know the right time to use it like you know having the capability to be aggressive is more important than just being aggressive all the time so yeah ag- aggressively prioritizing aggressively chasing and following up is also something um, that a leader need to have yeah uh, i would like to circling back with uh, what you said like obviously like both of us and i think like most of people who transition from coder to leader like they go like in different path and um What I would like to emphasize is also like being a leader is more than just a title. So like, like I think everyone like uh, they need to have like uh, a bit of leadership in their self in order to be able to deliver a good work. So um, of course, like uh, you can see, like I think uh, probably you can think of uh, someone who is like probably they don't have like management role, they don't have like a official formal. leader's role but uh, they act like they're a leader because they can influence other people they have a bigger impact and um, i think uh, that is what is important as a leader like uh, you can influence people you can like uh, pull people together and uh, move towards the di- direction that you're aiming for um Yeah, and also another thing, uh, I think it's really uh, spot on what you said, Danish, about the learning from the mistakes. Because like it wasn't, I think for sure, like all of us have done like uh, mistakes, and uh, that's what makes us grow, right? Like uh, that's how we learn. So I think um, that's also a good message. Uh, do not be afraid of making mistake. Um, yeah, just uh, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. Basam, what are your thoughts on on um on this? And and really wanted to find out what career paths and roles you took before coming becoming a manager. Absolutely. So I started my journey um, as a software engineer, shipping features and projects to customers, and gradually I became more senior. Started to help um, other engineers. I started to lead bigger projects, and then I. Um, Uh, I started also to be more and more senior and uh, help organizations and clients in their transformation and cloud journeys. Um, and it was really surprising uh, during this journey, as Danish said here, like switching roles never end. Like uh, there is a production issue. You put the engineering hat on, start help your engineers to debug and figure out what is the problem. Uh, product person is not around. You put the product person hat on, start to act as a product manager and uh, help the team moving forward. Um, and then most of the time, of course, you have the engineering manager hat on and help your team to grow and get uh, things done. So that's um, the amazing part of the journey. One final point I wanted to bring up here is uh, leadership in itself is a skill. Like, I understand some people are born uh, very good leaders. Maybe they learn something during their childhood or whatever. But again, leadership is a skill. You can uh, work on it. You can increase it. You can uh, make it better by uh, practice. So, uh, like, 
So never tell yourself like, oh, I'm not a really good leader or anything like that. Read, learn, have a mentor, and um, your leadership skills is going to be better. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like it is, it is a learnable skills, right? Right. As you mentioned, like there are, there are non-learnable skills uh, as well in leadership. There are learnable skills, but most of it is all learnable. Well, you can learn, you can grow through experience, through mentorship. So, you know, do seek mentorship if you if you think that there are few things that there are few gaps in the expectation and where you are. So, mentorship is really really important, and the rest is is definitely learnable. Leave it, Basa. Perfect. Um, I have a question for everyone too. Um, so I want to find out really what motivated you all to go into leadership rather than staying at development level. Um, Rafika, what what are your thoughts? Um, for me, it was um, making a more impact. Uh, of course, like you make a big impact when you're a developer, but uh, when you become a leader, then uh, you have more impact. You have um, uh, you are involved in um, making bigger decision. So, uh, and I would like to be part of uh, that as well. And um, as a woman, as a female, also like a, like a female leader, like I want to be like a representation. You know, like a like a when we talk about the genders. Uh, so that was uh, my. Uh, motivation to become a leader Dinesh why did you become yeah. a, a leader I think for me there has been certain instances certain people that I've met in my life that have really really influenced me uh, you know to become the driver for a change like you know sometimes when you are into development it's too you know uh, it's, it's really really uh, nice solving a problem and seeing the end-to-end life cycle of it by you know, understanding the problem, solving it, shipping it and seeing it go live. Like in smaller organization, you can even be the consumer of the thing that you have developed as a developer, right? Uh, maybe not in the larger organizations. But at the same time, when you see, uh, you know, the driving force behind these changes, behind, you know, the, the you know the overall decision making done by someone, that is something that uh, really, really influenced uh, some engineers. Uh, one of them was me. So, I was working on some problem statement and I saw that this product manager, these program managers were were taking the, the actual decisions where we go, in which direction we go. They were always constantly communicating. They were having these discussions with the client. And of course, like, you know, the travel was also one of the one of the motivation factor for me. But but I what what I in general the pattern that I've seen is that, you know, as Rafika rightly mentioned, the impact is is bigger, what you see. Uh, of course, the view is, you know, when you are developing, you are having, let's say, five feet or 10 feet or 50 feet or 100 feet view. But uh, as a leader, you, you, you're you having thousands of feet view of a problem, which allows you to see a bigger problem, right? And with what small piece uh, needs to actually fit in there to solve the overall problem. So you, then you try to work towards the solution. And that's why, you know, product management, I really love it because it, it gives you the most broadest view as well from business and strategy point of view, where we work on the business cases, understand the strategy behind the product uh, product proposition. But at the same time, then we go, you know, work with our engineers and thanks to the amazing engineers we work with, we they allow us to go deep, understand the problem, where 
do we fit in like what part of it we can solve and obviously set the right expectation as well with the stakeholders so uh, so that's that the product management part of it that that it, it gives me both the strategic and business side of things as well as the solution side of the thing so that's like you know having the best of both world is what i always wanted and that's where i am right and basam t- tell us um what motivated you to move into leadership from development yeah i, I plus one what the guys said here but mostly for me it was uh, a gradual shift like I, i've been always passionate about technology and engineering and uh like uh end of my last several years my passion started to shift uh, to work with people and help people to or enable people to do ch- more changes um, and then there was a switch when I uh, just changed completely to engineering management uh, so that's where my passion lies now to work with people and help them to do the change really brilliant no, I really appreciate you all sharing your thoughts and ideas on each thing each and every question Um before we end the podcast, I would love to say thank you so much to all of our guests for sharing their thoughts. Um, so we have had Rafika Ida Mutia, um, who's the engineering manager at Ericsson. I've got Basam Gamal, who's the engineering manager at Sint. And I've got Danish Kanodia, the group, manager, uh, group product manager at Delivery Hero. If you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message too. I'm Georgia Benton and you can find me on LinkedIn or email at georgia.benton at evolution-nordics.com or visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash UK forward slash Nordics. Thanks again to all of our guests and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us next time.